You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. And welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with the Hosterman team here at Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Derek Kleiner, managing partner with Realty One Group. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today, we're going to kick off the show with a veteran of Denver real estate. Derek, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. You bet. Thanks for having me. Always great to have you on the show, Derek. This is, what, third, fourth time maybe yeah, on the show? Fourth time, I think. I love doing these shows. Uh, it's so much fun. And you've got such a wealth of knowledge. It's great for the audience as well. <laughs> yeah. We are going to do a year-end recap and talk about what you can expect from for next year, Derek also brings a unique perspective to the ever-growing Castle Rock and Castle Pines area of South Denver. We've got some great hot listings for you coming up in the show. A quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and Realty One Group are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Derek, as always, thanks so much for being on the show with us and being our MVP guest host this week. Tell our audience a little, just give us a brief background on your time here in Colorado. Are you a native? When did you move here? Those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, you bet, you bet. Thanks for having me again. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much a native. I came here in 1972. I've seen Denver grow for all these years. Uh, I moved here from Ohio, but I stayed in state here for high school, college, and one of Seventy-two, Derek. Tell tell our listeners a little bit. What what are some of the main differences when you think of when you moved here in nineteen seventy-two to what it looks like today? What are some of the main things that look different around town? It's amazing. You know, I I remember I twenty-five going through the city it was two lanes in each direction. Um, now two twenty-five wasn't even a thought then. Wow, probably seventy-seven somewhere in there. But uh, yeah, I think the traffic, I think the infrastructure, um, and um, the communities of that have grown, uh, stretching the, the the borders out. The size of the city has just grown so much, but obviously the population, right? 
it's crazy. And, you know, I've, I've heard statistics and maybe, you know, better and, and hopefully nobody quotes me on this, but over the last <laughs> few years, I, if I'm not mistaken, they've seen somewhere Denver area has seen somewhere to the tune of 40,000 plus people moving here per year. Have you heard anything like that? Yeah, I, I would think that that's an accurate number, but it's outrageous. And that's, that's one crazy. of the things that's leading this real estate market and uh, prices to increase is the, the money coming in from out of state, people making uh, good money on their houses now, obviously, for the last, what, five years? And and they're just pumping up the prices here in Denver. It's incredible to see. And, it, and it's it's really neat to be a part of the real estate community and and to see you know people that are purchasing. I, and myself, I mean, we bought our first home 10 years ago, and it's kind of amazing to see the equity that's grown in that, to be able to help people, you know, especially first-time home buyers, like, you don't realize it as a first-time home buyer, but you're about to put together a savings account, right? Yeah, I can't imagine what it, the pain that it is uh, involved as a first-time home buyer. Working in that price point is so competitive. It's the multiple offers. It's everything, and not to mention the down payment these days on a, on, on a uh, entry-level home or is outrageous. So these kids just getting started, I kind of feel for them. Well, you think what like a five hundred thousand dollar home is is about average, right? Right now, right. even if you did an FHA loan at three and a half percent. So let's see how good my math is on the spot here. But seven thousand, seven thousand, fourteen thousand. You're just seventeen thousand five hundred dollars or so for a down payment. I mean, that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. Not a lot of first time home buyers have that kind of money set aside. Uh, fortunately, uh, Denver area has citywide home loans, and we have some down payment assistance programs, so we can help those first time home buyers you guys to buy those houses. Getting that stuff done and getting those loans done on time. I love that about you. Um, but yeah, I, I'm firsthand working in that 500,000 price range right now on the multiple offers and just getting something tied up for somebody is really tough. It is tough. Holy cow. So uh, there just uh, real quick, tell us a little bit about your team there at Realty One Group. You got you have an awesome team over there. We've, we've got to, gotten to meet a number of the people you have working there. Tell us a little bit about your team and what you guys are doing. You know, um, we were really lucky to be able to bring Realty One Group to Colorado. Uh, it's been about an eight-year project now. I left Remax after 26 years. I have two wonderful partners over there, business partners, Bob Bronswick and Gary Carlson. Um, they run the show and they do a great job. We've got about 200 20 agents in the office there at Realty One Group Premier and have grown to six offices throughout the front range now. Wow. Um, so it's a great team, um, you know, of agents ready to do whatever it is that they do for you and what you want them to do um, with really every area of expertise covered. So if you need any services out there, give us a call. All right, Derek, the ball's in your court. Let's recap what we've seen in 2021 and see what lessons we've learned along the way. Uh, probably the biggest impact, and I think you'd have a hard time arguing this, would be just the impact of COVID-19 on the on not only the real estate market, but every single market you can think of. Um, uncertainty across not only housing market, financial markets, the Fed's continued efforts to pump money into the economy, driving home values up. What are your thoughts around COVID and how it has impacted the real estate industry? Man, you would think that it had an impact on it, but I don't think it has, at least locally here. Nationally, um, well, it hasn't impacted it nationally either. The market is screaming throughout the, the country. Um, 
prices are raising, uh, rising, um, and days on market is just absolutely as low as can be. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know how to correlate COVID with the real estate market. I don't think it's had an effect on it. I would have thought, you know, a year and a half ago when this whole thing started, that COVID would have had a negative impact on the housing market. It just, it seemed to have a negative impact on everything altogether, but people just didn't stop buying houses. A real estate stopped for about a month, just kind of stopped, but then it, it just has been absolutely cruising. It's almost like COVID has had a positive impact on the real estate market. Now we're talking 2021. Now the year previous when COVID hit, it did see, we did see a slowdown three to five, six months. Um, people were not out looking at homes, but this year, um, you know, certainly uh, it picked up and I think people were a little bit more comfortable wearing masks and doing the protocol right. and, uh, you know, cleaning their hands before they go into the houses and, and sellers are more comfortable putting their house on the market. So, you know, when it first hit, we definitely saw things slow down, but right now they're, uh, like I said. Yeah. Um, what are the immediate things that we saw from a housing standpoint or, or maybe more from a lending standpoint was the impact that it had to interest rates. And, and we actually had bought a new house and closed on it on March 6th of 2020, uh, literally like a week before everything hit the fan, if you will. Well, it's great, except two weeks or a week or if I had we closed or, or locked in, I guess I should say two or three weeks later, our rate would have probably been a half a point less than what it was. And it's already pretty low. But I think that's at least from us on the lending side, you know, we saw a huge drop in interest rates. And that was the result of uh, just uncertainty throughout the marketplace. We have seen interest rates in the last couple of months, two, three months, have come back a little bit. You know, we were all so used to the, sort of the, the mid to high twos there for a while, and I think interest rates have come back into the to the low threes a little bit. So not a major difference, but a, a trend that may may well continue, especially... It's be if, interesting to see what happens with them with, uh, you know, the inflation rate of 7% or whatever it's at now, and what yeah. they're going to have to do with those rates. So it's a great time to get out there and buy yeah. because I would think that they're going to have to start looking at an increase somewhere. Well, and that's that's one of the key tools that they have to fight inflation, right, is to, to raise interest rates. And so, right. you know, just knowing that, my if I had a crystal ball, which I do not, I, I would say, that, you know, interest rates are probably going to continue to sort of steadily rise. And I think the Fed's going to have to, to do something to... To try and stop the inflation, there's no bit. doubt about it. But you know, and, and and looking back at 2021, getting back to the the the, the you know summarizing the year, um, you know the appreciation, 20 25 uh, percent uh, across the board. The um, all, all the numbers are saying and speculation is that we're going to see the same thing again this year and the market's not going to slow down. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Holy cow. It's it's amazing. So that leads you to the question of, is it a good time to buy? And if you're going to see a 15% gain on your investment in the next right. 12 months, I would right. think it is. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And so, then as a seller, you know, I mean, I would think that, hey, you're at, you got to be somewhere near the top. Absolutely. So it's a great time to sell. Yeah, it's a great time to sell as well. And, and you know, to that point, Derek, a lot of sellers are, are concerned that they're not going to be able to find another home to replace the one that they're selling. You know, what's your strategy or what's your advice for those sellers? You can help them find a house, right? Maybe a new construction or something. You know what? That's exactly what I would say is to look at the new construction options, especially down in that Castle Rock, Castle Pines area. And of course, they're all over the city. I'm just referring to 
that as an example um, to, for you to go out and look at a new construction because then you've got uh, your house tied up uh, because that is a major concern and you better have a good agent knowledgeable agent to get you into the, your next home if you're not going to go new construction you really need somebody that eats breathes and sleeps real estate to get you in the next home if your house is under contract. Absolutely. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes of our show on 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Derek Kleiner with Realty One Group to discuss buying or selling your next home, Derek can be reached at 303-332-3800. Derek, I've got a, uh, a hot listing here, and then you've got a great listing right now as well. Um, I'll actually, I'll let you go first, talk a little bit about the listing that you have going right now and, and what people can expect and if they want to go out and take a look at it. Yeah, this property down there is, man, I'll tell you, it's a rare, unique uh, opportunity. It's the last five-acre parcel in Castle Pines. It's located at 450 East Happy Canyon Road, and it's 5.6 acres. It does have a house on there, but we're not marketing the house as the house you know where you're going to live. It's a good building opportunity down there for a, a multi-million-dollar estate. The five acres is listed at 2.450, and um, it's right outside Castle Pines Village. Uh, There's five-acre parcels around there, and it's really surrounded by about 80 acres of uh, open space. Great views in in the pines and uh, one of the last building opportunities on five acres down there. I saw the pictures of that property, Derek. It looks beautiful. Five acres down there? Holy cow. It's absolutely amazing. Just this morning, a house in Castle Pines Village on one acre sold and went under contract at $4 million. Could you imagine the five-acre parcel and what you could build there? Wow. Uh, And probably, you know, build a $5 million house and just have a a heck of an estate in what I consider to be one of the best neighborhoods um, and views uh, in in the city. Absolutely. Now, that's a great area down there. Uh, the listing I've got here is at 6770 South Claremont Street in Centennial. Amy Phillips with Brokers Guild is going to be holding this property as an open house tomorrow, uh, which is Sunday from 1 to 4 o'clock. Again, an open house there at 6770 South Claremont Street in Centennial. A great, great property. Stop by, say hello to Amy, and uh, let her know if you'd like to put an offering on that property. All right, Derek, we're going we're gonna to kick off the second half here. We've had some great information so far. Let's take a minute, uh, talk about what buyers and sellers might expect for next year. I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit. What does the real estate market typically look like in the early months of the year? You know, it's interesting. Uh, typically, November, December, January, things are slow. Uh, theoretically and historically looking back, but the last three, four, five years, um, January, February, March, I'm expecting the inventory really to hit the market, which we need. I mean, here's some fun numbers for you. Just in Denver, the city and county of Denver, there's only 548 houses listed on the market. And um, there are uh, 1,375 under contract. So that tells you Jeez. there's almost there's not even a month's supply of houses on the market. That's crazy. In the last 30 days in Denver, 1,248 have closed. So, again, tells you that we're probably less than a half a month of inventory on the market. Things are selling quick. If you look at Castle Rock, 
and Castle Pines area, there's only 134 homes on the market with 333 under contract and 200 closed in the last 30 days. So, again, under contract, sold. I mean, we don't even have a month inventory. So getting into what we're expecting uh, is more of the same. Um, The appreciation, uh, speculation, and and numbers, uh, wherever you read or whatever you pick up, are going to tell you that you're looking at anywhere from – 10 on the low side to uh, 20% appreciation. Um, that's just in that's the market. crazy. Yeah, so prices are going up, um, and it's a good time to get into the market. So when I started 10 years ago in, uh, in lending, which is really when I started to kind of pay attention to this stuff and really care very much about it, 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 it was sort of the universal rule of like, you know, that the market starts to pick up in March, right? Like it starts to get hot. People want to list their house okay. in March. And then like it seems like over the last three, four, five years – that just keeps creeping closer and closer to January 1st, where I remember last year, like the end of January was crazy. Like we were already, we had, we had buyers getting under contract and, and houses on the market and stuff like that. So, you know, the, it's almost like the old rules don't apply anymore. Yeah, they really don't. Uh, things have gone by the wayside. I got a call this morning. She bought a new Shea home out in uh, the canyons, um, asked what best time to list was. And I did say March 1st, but to be honest with you, um, you know, January 3rd is the time to get it on the market because there are a lot of buyers out there waiting for houses to hit the market. There really are. And I I think once once January 1st comes around for whatever, there's like a mental thing with people. They're like, I got I've already been thinking about buying a house for a while now. Now I want to buy the house. I want to get in there. I want to move and I want to do it. And I I think that really has a big impact. So it seems like the hot season has moved earlier in the year for whatever that's worth. Derek, we, we had talked a little bit so far uh, about that property you have in, uh, in Castle Pines, but tell us some more about the real estate market, specifically in Castle Rock and Castle Pines. I know you live down there. You guys have an office down there. You, just, you do a lot of business there, and that is a growing area. You know, it's just a convenient location. Um, the terrain and the views in that area are fantastic. You're close to all the shops in, in Castle Rock, the outlet malls, the great restaurants that are coming in. You're 10 minutes from Park Meadows, 15 from DTC. It's just a really good area, and there's some great builders building down there, a lot of great product. No matter what part of the market, whether you're looking at a, a townhouse, a duplex, or a multimillion-dollar house, um, you've got a lot of options to look at down there. It's just a really convenient part of the city uh, and, and nice. Uh, there's a lot of activities. I mean, Daniel's Park down there. You've got all kinds of things you can do outside. Uh, Philip S. Miller Park, I believe, um, the, the zip lines down there, everything, the amphitheater, just a lot of great things in that market. Well, and, and you know, I think you talk a little bit about location, 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 right? So yeah. when you moved here in the early 70s, it, it, you you get too far out of downtown Denver and you're out in the sticks. All right. Right. Like County line road was like way out there. Right. At one point we were out as far as we could in 74 when we moved to, uh, Leedsdale and Parker Road and uh, yeah. Cherry Creek School District out there. That was as far as the borders went. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's nuts. And now you, you easily could could work in Denver but live in Castle Rock or Castle Pines and your commute's half hour? 
You know, you do have the light rail. Not a lot of people are using. I mean, it's packed, but uh, yeah, the traffic is is sometimes you know during the rush hour is bad. But it's not a bad commute. I mean, I make it downtown in twenty five minutes. The Avalanche games or the Rockies games or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh, when there's not a backup. So it's not not that far. And the DIA out E four seventy is thirty five forty minutes if you're clipping. So it's not bad at all. Location. So so let's flip this a little bit, Derek. So what's also really con- Convenient, and a lot of people don't think about this, or maybe you do if you're living in Castle Rock or Castle Pines right now. You know what's not that far away is Colorado Springs. Amazing. It's, yep. what, 40 minutes to Colorado Springs? Yep, and that highway, uh, it's amazing that progress that they've made. It seems like, you know, everybody's saying it's taken forever, but the progress, it's just amazing. That's going to be one big city to Colorado Springs someday. It will be. And, I, and when I first, you know, it's funny that you say that. When I first moved to Colorado in 2005, I, I moved to Fort Collins originally, and I was, and I remember kind of driving back and forth from Fort Collins to Denver and thinking at some point, this is all just going to be part of Denver. It's going to be one you know, this is just going to be North Denver up in Fort Collins. And if you drive between Denver and Colorado Springs today, you get the same feeling like this is all going to come together at some point. Yeah. That area around Larkspur to Greenland down there is, is yep. really the last open space on that yep. drive. But Monument sneaks up on you quick. And that's a great city itself. Monument is a great area. We've actually uh, had a number of clients purchasing homes in Monument, and and I don't know if this is coincidence or not, but it tends to be what we've seen is clients that are moving to Colorado from another state. I don't know if their searches are are bringing them to Monument because there's maybe a little bit more inventory there. Maybe it's a little bit more reasonably, reasonably priced, but we have had a number of clients move into Monument. Yep, great area. Again, great views, great terrain, and your conveniences are just a couple steps out the door. Absolutely. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Radio 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303 303- 921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Derek Kleiner with Realty One Group to discuss buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at 303-332-3800. We've got just a couple minutes left here, Derek, but want to chat a little bit. I mean, this is a sports radio station after <laughs> all. Um, any thoughts on, are you, so are you a Broncos fan? You've been here for a while? Oh man, I'm a big Broncos fan, but I'll tell you, it's a love-hate relationship. <laughs> I either want to watch them or I don't. And when I do watch them, it's like I shouldn't have. Um, but they are, you know, they've had some great wins this year and a big time Bronco fan. So I am from Syracuse, New York. So I understand that. I, I am a big Syracuse uh, basketball and football fan. Wow, and uh, I feel the same way about Syracuse. Well, basketball and football. Football team has been pretty disappointing in the last decade or two, basically since Donovan McNabb left. Um, we had a great team back then and uh the basketball team every once in a while they they get hot and streaky um but they they ultimately have not been able to get anything done since 2003 so i certainly understand turning on those games and being disappointed that i that i have done that the weather's been so nice around here i don't can't sit inside and uh and uh watch yeah. football these days but yeah, yeah there's some good games coming up right best time of the year for college football and basketball it, it is and and you're right the weather's been almost too nice lately i i am a uh, my my family as well are we like to ski a lot and that has not been uh, very good this year do you ski at all or snowboard Derek? you know what i i used to I taught my kids you know a couple times uh 
uh, throughout the years, we would go up a year, and uh, it's not one of the things with my knees these days that I want to do it. Get up there and do any snow, uh, any yep. skiing. Uh, movement in the wrong direction. You'll feel <laughs> that right. in the knees. That's right. Um, so, Derek, uh, with our last minute or so here, I just want to talk a little bit about. So, you've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. Do you have any good stories for us? Maybe an ugly story, something that happened along the way in real estate that you look back and kind of laugh at. You know, I have to laugh at the at the Great Recession time. I mean, you really yep. you really had to work your tail off, and, and, and that was a dark time in real estate in Denver, but uh, things have swung around. And, and, and it's interesting, because of those days uh, in, in 2005, 6, 7, 8, whatever, we're, we're leery of what's going to happen, but this run has been so long that uh, and I could say that uh, it's been a healthy run in, in prices and appreciation for homeowners. But, you know, that's the one thing that scares the daylights out of me is what, where is this real, uh, real estate market going to go? But no really great stories. I mean, I've got some things that are really funny, but I probably couldn't tell you on the air. <laughs> <laughs> so to that point, you know, it's been a really good run, you say, sort of since that great recession period. What are your thoughts? There's got to be a correction coming. There has to be. And I don't care how you look at it or what statistics you review or political insight you have. Um, it's common sense. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be as severe as what we have seen in, in, in that, that era back then, but there has to be a correction because affordability for, these, uh, for, for the public is just um, really br- brutal. Well, and I think part of the reason why it may not be as severe as well is, at least on the surface anyway, and from what I can tell, and, I, and I'm in lending and we do a lot of loans, the, the lending is on a lot more responsible level than it was before. There, there was a lot of very irresponsible lending going on, you know, back in the early 2000s, let's say, right, which really kind of boosted that real estate market. Access to to easy cash plus irresponsible lending, you sort of had a formula for disaster. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that we're seeing. At least we're not at Citywide Home Loans. We're not seeing any level really of irresponsible lending. I agree, and that that did cause that, um, and um, and there's been a, a, a huge demand for housing for the last 10 years. Um, so that's where we're seeing the numbers. Uh, that's why we're seeing what we're seeing right now. But there, again, ha- it, 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 the correction has to come from the, the government level of some kind, I would think, with the economy, um, economics. But uh, again, I don't think it's going to be as severe as it was. Yeah, probably it, just a leveling off. A leveling off. I, you know, my personal opinion, I think you'll probably see values. Yes, it, at the very least, level off. Maybe even come down a little bit. I don't think you'll see those fifty percent corrections that we saw in Las Vegas and Florida from the last time. Hopefully not. Anyway, yeah. uh, but I think certainly a, more, a correction. You know, just a more healthy real estate market would be great to where people, if they're looking, they could go out and find a house, not be in a bidding war. And, um, you know, just things to slow down a little bit. It would be great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I had seen a statistic at Wall Street Journal the other day that uh, millennials have, have now overtaken the whole rest of the population in terms of who's purchasing homes right now, which makes sense, right? Millennials, right. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, were born between 1980 and maybe 2000, something like that. Um, and so those are the people that are purchasing homes. A healthier real estate market would give them the option to 
look at a few more homes. Yeah, wouldn't it be instead of having to just offer on everything that they see, right? That's what I'm speaking of. And of course, I don't want it to slow down, and and the listings that I take want to sell, but uh, just to give people options to look around and and, and really get something they love um, is 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 all I'm saying. Absolutely. Well, Derek, thanks so much for being on the show again. It's always great to have you on. Um, If, Derek, anybody would like to talk to you about buying or selling their next home, what's the best phone number that they can reach you at? Yeah, I appreciate that. My phone number is 303-332-3800. I've been lucky enough to have that for uh, 20 years plus. So (laughs) keep it and use it. And and, and if it's not me helping you, we've got a lot of people that can help you that are really experienced and um, Uh, knowledgeable in real estate. Yeah, and Derek Kleiner, again, is a managing partner with Realty One Group, 303-332-3800. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Radio 1600 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at 1043thefan.com.